Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife, conversations with artists and activists about death and life. My name is Dave Marr. I am a comedian based in Chicago, and I was in a coma eight years ago, and now I have this podcast begging people for answers to the questions that my near-death experience did not answer. And this is the final episode of 2022. It kind of accidentally ended up being the second annual New Year's special for This Is Your Afterlife. There is an after show, This Is Your After Show, that I record with Claire Favret and Megan Strickland on the Patreon and this after show ended up being more solstice reflections, not focused on any specific episode of the podcast. It's just with Claire. And I liked it so much. It turned out so well that I am unlocking it for the main feed. And it is the second annual This Is Your Afterlife New Year's special. So I hope you enjoy that. There is a big moment for me in this special. If you listen to last year's I think, I think it'll hold up. You should go back and listen to last year's. But if you listened to that, you will know how big this moment is for me in this episode. So I hope you enjoy that. The Patreon is there for you. If you'd like more, I hate saying content, but that is in some ways what it is. More art, man, more audio art. Go to patreon.com slash Dave Marr. You can get the after shows, you can get afterlife movie clubs, you can get full length conversations, including stuff that isn't in the main feed, and any other sorts of experiments like this one that I decided to do. So you can go to, again, patreon.com slash Dave Marr, sign up at $5 or $15 to get all of that audio. And at the $15 level, you also get a shout out. So shout out to Fred Fidoa. Susie Carroll, Katie Llewellyn, Kurt Chang, Shuba Singh, John Lee, and Debo for supporting the show. Thank you for listening. Word of mouth is the best way for me to grow the show. So if you like it, please tell your friends. And thank you. Thanks for being here with me this year. It's been a rough year. I know I'm not the only one that's the case for. And I really appreciate you spending it with me. And... I'll I'll see you on on the other side in 2023. So here is here's the special. Enjoy it. I grab your whip and take it back to Shatown. When I'm in Shatown, but it's just hard, man. I just like the yeah. So so I'm in a. I I hope I'm not like like being in a place where you feel like your depression is the only reality. I recognize is not the greatest vantage point at which to survey the year before <laughs> and the upcoming year, but I am going to do my best and I hope to support you and to, bu- <laughs> to build something beautiful together out of our New Year's solstice um, yes. reflections. Well, maybe this is cornball mode, but I do think that the solstice is an apt metaphor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, it's so funny because my mom was crazy for the solstice when I was a kid. Like she really, really oh yeah, she loved the solstice. And we read this book called The Night Tree um, by, it was a children's book. Eve Bunting, I think, is the author. But it's a book about a family that goes into the woods and decorates a tree um, for the animals. And they, like, drink hot cocoa in the dark woods, and then they go home. It's their, like, Christmas Eve tradition. But my mom – it's actually a very soothing book. Like, I think as a kid, I kind of rolled my eyes because I was like, um, hello, I want Santa. I want presents. I want the good stuff. And this is like a book about appreciating the solitude and quiet of nature. There's like not a present in the whole book, mm. which most kids books about Christmas are like, and then Santa can't be stuck in. 
bag, <laughs> which is all I wanted. I was crazy for Christmas. Um, and my mom just, she was like, you know, she would, we went to this kind of new agey Unitarian Universalist church and like, mm. they also had a solstice thing. And like, it's like in the darkness, you know, how do we give each other light and things like that. But yeah, it really is, is like, as I get older, I'm like, it's such a nice tradition to have even though it is like corny new agey mom vibes <laughs> forever in my heart it's like this is the season of darkness the whole fucking point is there's not much light we get like just a little bit and so like how do we bring in green how do we bring in light how do we give each other light and like how honestly like how do you make it through because it, it's fucking hard <laughs> It's not I as fun that. as the other half. Well, yeah. we should we should uh, say that this is this is your after show special oh, edition. God. Not talking <laughs> about a about an episode of this is your afterlife. Just <laughs> Dave and Claire talking about the solstice <laughs> and maybe <laughs> reflecting on resolutions. Last year on the main feed, there was mm-hmm. a resolution episode with Daniel. Strauss and Ariel Elias, who has, and I say this unironically, become this year's most viral comedian when she had a beer thrown at her head. But, <laughs> um, but she dodged it, by the way, and be, now yeah. is famous. And then, so like, I think that was chugged it. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. But Way anyway, cooler than I would have been. <laughs> Claire thought that she was on that episode and instead had listened to it, and so now we're gonna. <laughs> The, as as is the solstice this uh, this episode before us is is a a formless darkness and we don't know the shape it will take but we're going to figure it out so <laughs> so tell me about what did you guys do to celebrate the solstice cuz this is for me my relationship to this stuff is through i sent you a link to that Celtic spirituality gathering that that oh yes yoga studio has and they do mm-hmm. one on every um every major Celtic holiday so I went to the one for Samhain six mm-hmm. weeks ago and it was super cool they sing songs they teach you about mm-hmm. Irish folklore um, there's like an Irish woman who does a lot of the talking and then I think one of the guys associated with the yoga studio like plays song is is does the music i don't really understand its connection to the yoga studio actually but anyway so that's <laughs> just me the last couple of years realizing the importance of community and being like fuck i'm a white kid who grew up in the suburbs mm. completely distant from any of my ancestral heritage and i want to like reach back and try to connect to it but it sounds like you have actual experience like celebrating the solstice yeah i mean i wouldn't i it sounds like you might have learned more than me in one <laughs> sesh. Sure, sure, sure. i i mean like it, it part of it was being a kid and like just again actively resisting mm-hmm. uh um uh what's it called when you are nice and you mean what you say um sincerity sincerity i i was i was like i i don't know every now and then i but i was not like whoa church like like what kid is very few kids are yeah yeah yeah. and our church what it was unitarian universalist it was they there the whole thing was like kind of like loosey-goosey we kind of do a little bit of everything here like I went to a Passover Seder. I went mm. to a, I mean, they would read from the Quran. They they just kind of mixed it up. It was, yeah. they mix it up. But they definitely dipped a toe in the pagan of it all. And right. we would have, there's like a, I don't think my mom ever went to like the women's full moon drumming circle. But there Whoa, was like a cool. lot. Just, I Wouldst mean. thou like to live deliciously? <laughs> Oh, that's that movie, The Witch. Did you see that movie? Oh, the Vava. Yeah, the Vava. The Vavitch. You didn't see it. I did. I'm really bad at scary movies. I listened to all of the. This is your slasher lives. Whoa! I did not watch. I did not watch any of the slasher lives because I was scared to watch. I feel like you would like Ravenous. That was was that the mom one? No, that no, that wasn't the mom one. You might like the mom one, the one with Patina about the Wendigo. 
Oh, yeah. That one was the mo- I did Google Windigo and stuff. Yeah, to- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Um, so, anyway, they're just the... the oh, I did. The- actually, I read the plot of the movie on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. I mean, not that you guys were like, no spoilers, but... Um, the no, devil yes, goat in the Vavitch says to the the budding Vavitch, wouldst thou like to live deliciously? And there's a like... Wow. L- l- which is encircling anyway i now i'm having to explain the reference don't worry about it uh so um, she didn't go to that <laughs> what did you guys do and do you still do any of that stuff yeah i mean i think so one thing that we did so we did do the night tree to tradition a couple years at least we like went reading into, that on oh you went and actually did it we did we went into the woods as a family and like left like decorations for the animals like decorations that animals can eat basically like so, what like, that sounds amazing like peanut butter bird seed balls like popcorn strings i think like which i'm like looking back i'm like is that not good for the animals right uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's like a bunch of dead animals dead around animals the tree, around the a tree. <laughs> Some, I I think there was like I do remember one thing that we did was we like took pine cones and like slathered them in peanut butter, mm. <laughs> which I think like is just like if you're a squirrel you might like go crazy on that. But mm-hmm. um, then when we moved to Germany, one the local Unitarian gathering, which was like just a group of like I don't know how, basically a bunch of like lift lefty hippies in the air force which is like you can yes. count them on one hand right uh would meet up at the like all faith community center at like you know we had like the 10 to ten thirty slot or whatever and that was unitarian service i mean like again it was the smallest yeah little yeah, 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 like yeah. the cross section of people is not big but they did a big solstice event and we all went on this super long walk into the woods like uh, there's like a picture and me and my siblings faces are like beat red because it was like a long ass walk in the cold. Wow. It was crazy. And there was a massive tree and like there was like songs and a reading and you know, me and my siblings were pissed the fuck off. We were like, this <laughs> sucks. It's cold. Yeah. We hate these songs. We don't want to hear it. Boo, boo, boo. And like we go back to the house and like, oh, we're all out of cider. And we're just like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Why were they out of cider? <laughs> I mean, because there's, I mean, every Unitarian in the whole, it was so random. It was Germany, but it was all, it was mostly American. Basically everyone who, it was a big gathering. It was a big gathering. But they gathering. couldn't get enough cider? It's not like they didn't know how many people there would be. I don't, maybe we were at the back of the line. I mean, because mm. my brother, I was probably dragging him through the snow. Okay, okay. <laughs> kind of a family tradition, uh, me dragging my brother. <laughs> Are you uh, older? I'm the oldest, yeah. Okay, okay. And just like everything our family's ever done, like we'll go to my mom likes to go to one play every Christmas, mm. and ev- he hates theater. And so every since he's been a little kid, it's just been him, his whole body weight falling asleep on me. Um. <laughs> That's nice. Those are nice little like sensory memories yeah, to deal with. He's the, my baby to do with the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we did a yeah, big tree bit in the dark and the talk about the light in the dark and like my mom's always like i think she's always been like one foot in one foot out on christmas like she's like this whole thing's bullshit mm-hmm. you know da, 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 da. and my dad's always been like well we're not gonna deprive these children of presents and so but she every year there's a lecture about how Christianity stole the holidays from the pagans and then they kind of wow. like add Jesus in. My mom was not raised pa- like this is like something she's added to her life later. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> That's really like my my our tradition was was I'm coming from evangelical style which is read the Christmas story on Christmas day, you know, there's not a lot of discussion of what of what's been co-opted you're just getting the co-opted version right and i do when i was really really little like before maybe my sister was even old enough to talk we did we went to a christian church like soup like a really like loosey-goosey christian church and we read the story of jesus and then i think my mom was just like i am not vibing this this is not it for our family and i mean my dad i think my parents just wanted some kind of something 
like I think they were like we we want to belong to a church for our yeah. kids because now that we're gone they don't go they do not go mm. but and they really wanted it aligned with like I think that's why they liked the Unitarians so much because it was like I mean they're not perfect by any means but they're very much like social justice mm-hmm. focus they were like one of the original churches that were like gay people get married here like they're flawed but for i think for my parents they were like this rocks <laughs> like, but yeah there's always a like my, my mom talked about how christmas trees are actually like from the pagan tradition of like wanting to bring nature indoors and wanting to bring light mm. indoors in the darkest in the darkest days was there a text that these rituals would include a lot like a specific book or uh, other than the night tree the night uh, tree yeah other than like <laughs> like an older text like a poet or or some sort of spiritual readings or anything i i mean probably like my mom would like probably print out a poem or something that she okay. was really vibing with that year and Mm -hmm. i mean truly like this is like how i look back on my whole childhood is like we were pretty ungrateful for like what is kind of cool like yeah so cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally when you're a kid you're like don't you fucking lecture me about nature right you old crone (laughs) and meanwhile your mom's like a young 40 uh right 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 (laughs) But, like, I think we were just like, boo, presents, presents. (laughs) But, like, I always talk about how, like, you know, I spent six years of my childhood in Europe. And, like, we would be at the Louvre and we'd see the Mona Lisa. And me and my siblings would be like, when are we going to have a hot dog? (laughs) Like, we're just, you know, kids, they don't know. They don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I want it in my mind. I'm like. Maybe there's some spiritual reason for this. Maybe children are already so close to these things that they mm. don't even need to be reminded of them. And thus, <laughs> thus what they want. But then I can't figure out how that gets to like <laughs> demanding a hot dog. There's something that falls apart in my in my attempts. I think, I mean, I think there are children out there who are curious or like introspective. I mean, I think my sister, she was, she was just, she doesn't like anything too corny. <laughs> mm. I mean, like, she would, like, journal about how she thought God wasn't real when she was, like, six. But, um, yeah, scary sometimes. Um, but I think I think maybe it was a thing of, like, if it, it was almost too much, like, we were so spoiled with, like, religion can be anything you want it to be. And, like, let's go to – let's get on a high-speed train and go to France. <laughs> like, <laughs> that we were like, no, we want video games. <laughs> <laughs> right. So are there things that you do – you, do you celebrate the solstice now? I Are you doing anything call, this year? I think I just wake up and I'll be like, oh, shit, it's the solstice. I think that is what a lot of us do, <laughs> but I, I, I think I think it's a lot of this. It's a lot of asking, like, "Oh, I've been thinking about um, incorporating the solstice mm. more into my life." Have you are are, are you going to do anything for the solstice? And then waking up and going, "Oh, wow, we had that conversation." Hmm. <laughs> One year yes. passes, or I guess six months, but yeah. But I will say that the the idea that truly has become more meaningful meaningful to me as I get older, which I scoffed at as a child. Um, yeah. Is that, the, you know, this, it's so obviously everyone knows this, but it's like to really sit with the idea of like, there are seasons, there are cycles to these things. Like you can't have the summer without the winter. I mean, a lot of us, <laughs> I think, want you know only the light or whatever and it's like it doesn't mean it's like not shitty to go through periods of darkness whether literally Mm -hmm. or internally but like i think it's just like a helpful reminder to me to be like this is part of the big circle that we're doing so so instead of fighting it which i often feel like again with literally the sun going down earlier or internally experiencing a period of depression Mm -hmm. Every all I want to do is resist it, but it's like okay, 
not saying this is going to fix it, but what if I just like accepted this is the season of the darkness? <laughs> yeah, I know. I wonder what that looks like for myself. I don't know yeah. exactly. Like I, I'm very intellectually drawn even just to the word stillness, mm. but it, if I'm really honest with myself and maybe even a little uncharitable with myself, I spend a lot that actually probably the majority of my day in distraction in mm. put something in my ears so that it can scramble my thoughts and I don't have to feel my feelings um, look for something else yeah. to do. And even that's mostly what I'm busying myself with. It's a cliche, but I spend most of my time like looking for things to watch or looking for things to read instead of just committing to, Oh, I'm going to watch every movie in the Halloween franchise. It's like, oh, maybe I want to watch the Friday, the 13th franchise. I mean, that's like a weird example, <laughs> but it just <laughs> no, that's a good example. Yeah, but it just oh man. So, so I'm very drawn to this idea, and I could talk a good game about it and be like, yeah, this is the season of darkness. And I I usually experience my depression around this time. And um I try to really, you know, attend to that. But it's not true. I try to fucking not feel it and get through it. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's not good. No, I kind of freaked out the other day because I was like, not, I mean, mini freak. Just, I was like, I can't be in silence. Like I was like, I have to have a podcast. I have to have so I, like, I could not stand silence. And I like was like, okay, I'm going to put a five minute timer on my phone. I'm going to put it over there. And I'm going to lay down with my face in the couch. <laughs> But it was so hard. And like, I was, it freaked me out on two, like on the level of, I need someone to talk to me right now. And it needs to be my podcast friends. Yeah. And also of like, what's wrong with me that I can't stand stillness. (laughs) That I need that from those friends. Yeah. It really helps me like get out of bed in the morning that I know that I have a little podcast waiting for me. I mean, dude, I've been going to sleep with headphones on. Once I got Bluetooth headphones and realized I could sleep with them and take them off in the middle of the night, it's like, but it's so dangerous because I already only live with one human being and it's possible with headphones to basically isolate myself from her the Mm. whole day. And well, sometimes we'll just look at each other and be like, hi, you know, and it's usually like, I always <laughs> yeah. feel guilty, although I'm not like the only person in yeah. the world or even my house who does that sometimes, but I'm, I'm a bad offender with that shit. And, and, and I don't, I don't think there's anything to do, but just do what you did. Turn on a timer and fucking get, go for a walk and leave your headphones or if you're able to leave your phone behind you you know whatever um yeah it's just um i feel i feel very aware of i felt really stuck and being depressed right now the Mm. the impulse is to say that i've been stuck for a really long time which I think might actually be true, but maybe not. But I just feel really stuck. And I also feel like I mostly know how to get unstuck. I mostly know there's certain things that are not available to me. I can't because of how I've prioritized not getting long COVID. Yeah. I can't perform in most circumstances. So that's not something that I can just do, but I know that I can take a walk. I know that there are safe ways that I'm seeing friends, you know, so, and I'm not always doing those things. And so it's like, I feel like I'm like 
in a locked room looking at the keys and being like, somebody let me out of here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I really do. I'm like, it's. It's so obvious, but it's such a privilege and maybe it's a level of delusion to, I I mean, like, I think just be able to go do improv shows right now that I've made the call that I've made, but I don't live with like diabetes or something else that I would consider. And maybe I'll be the fool later <laughs> because, but like I, you know, whatever calculations that I've made, plus the privilege that I have, I do think like as soon as I started doing not to rub it in, but as soon as I started doing it, I was like, oh shit, like I needed to get, I needed this even more than I thought I needed this. Yeah. Dude, now I'm it like does feel like I'm rubbing my... it in. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm looking at my, I literally have a note card with 2022 resolutions. Um, and I have done none of them and and one of them was perform 60 times six zero a lot of times but i it it felt like oh that's basically that's five times a month that's not crazy you know but i dude i think i realized before we got on the call I think this might be the first full calendar year that I have performed zero times. Wow. Because I think I performed in 2020 before the lockdowns. There was that brief period after getting vaccinated and before Delta and Omicron when I had a handful of shows in 2021. So 2022, and I didn't even do like a Zoom thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So that would you do like an outdoor thing when the weather gets good next year? Yeah. I mean, the rule that I've set for myself now is if a show, either one required masks or required vaccinations and ideally boosters, then I would do it. Yeah. Ideally it's both, but I would yeah. do it with either one. And I don't think that is still, 99% of shows. I think you're right. I think you're right because I remember a year ago doing those shows, the all those emergency coverage shows, and it didn't feel like the safest thing ever, but it was like, okay, the vax cards and the masks are required. Yeah. And I remember I had friends who were like on the road right at, around the time that Omicron and Delta were like really going nuts, and they – I. A friend, I don't remember what city they were in, but they like went out before the show and they were like, hey, like we are humans and we have family and we because the venue that they were at didn't have the same rules as Second City. Mm. And they were like, can you please we want to see our families this Christmas. Can you please all wear your masks? And he was like, they all did. They put them on. But that was like, "Okay, so that's December 2021. And that's a bunch mm-hmm. of people who self-selected to go see Second City. Right. So that's not going to be everybody. But I do think that right, what like what like right around the like weather getting warmer is when all the theaters dro- stop checking cards. Yeah. And then stopped, and then a little bit after that, it was stopped requiring masks. Yeah, it's bad, dude. It's it's really and and I I have known enough people that i'm not scared of like dying from a first infection mm-hmm. my my fear is is long covid absolutely it's yeah and that was I, I think this has been a year of like anger for me like one yeah. of the still i was surprised that just looking at uh, download numbers for episodes of the show that, that the first, maybe it wasn't the first solo episode I did, but the solo episode where I talked about going to a, 
a stand-up show where I was the only person masked and it felt personal is still one of the like more popular episodes of the show, which I'm like, huh? And I think I, it's the one called the unknown is our only hope. And I think maybe I just titled it. Well, maybe, I I mean, maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit, but it just, I don't know that encapsulated a lot of my year is just like, this feels so personal. I'm so angry. I don't feel eloquent at expressing this. Everyone who agrees with me already knows what's up. Anyone who disagrees with me doesn't want to hear it. Where do I even put this anger? You know, like, where does it even go? Like, do you become a street preacher and yell through a megaphone? Do you <laughs> do you weaponize your stand up and become a miserable fuck there? You know, like I say both of those because I think the answer is no. But where do you put? I, I just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm curious. I, mean, I, if, I, I oh, would. Yeah, l- go ahead. yeah, no, no, go go go. No, 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 go go go. I I was just gonna say I wish we could talk to the people who listen to that episode to be good. I mean, maybe it was a good title, but I'm wondering if there's a lot of people who feel the way you do and they passed it to other people that they know feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Because I do think like that's like this like ongoing muffled scream on social media and stuff yes. of like, help us. We aren't safe. You know, we don't feel safe. We don't feel protected. And like everything's just picking up and going. And like I- I'm putting myself in the bag of, I I mean, I'm like, I agree with everything Dave's saying, but I'm going out and I'm like getting my improv on because I'm like fiending for it and stuff. And I think like, I'm, I bet if you talk to everyone who was at the last show I did, probably maybe one mask, but I bet everyone there would be like, oh, if the theater told me I had to wear a mask, I would. Right. That I think it's like, everyone is like, oh, I've. I, get, I mean, it's like, uh, it feels uncomfy or I, we've did it for so long. I want to feel good. I want to feel, I don't want to look at someone else wearing a mask and remember that death is waiting around every corner. I just right. want to feel quote unquote normal. And I think like, again, throwing myself in this band of people who are like, I'll probably be fine. We don't know for sure. But like, and we're just kind of rolling. And even though probably if there was better, like, legislation or better messaging that we would like get our act together. I think there are some people who would obviously we've seen like fight it tooth and nail and be like, fuck that shit. But I'm guessing the majority of people who are frequenting or should I say frequenting these comedy shows are down to get their cards checked, all the things they were already doing. Yeah. I mean, that's why like the thing that I've been to a handful of times this past year is the neo-futurists and they require boosters and masks. Wow. Good for them. Boosters. I feel like I don't know a lot of people who have, I do, but I'm like, I know a good amount of people are like, oops, I need to get on that. Sure. No, I ran out and got my boost. Oh dude. I think I've had, yeah, I've had, including the newest one. I've had three at this point. Cause I'm just like, why not always? If not four. No, no, no. I don't know. I the gotta, first I one was two and then a boost and then a boost. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then a boost and a boost. And then the new boost. That wow. Was, that was three. Yeah. The, the bivalent. Bivalent. Whatever. That's the boost I have. That's the girl that I, with my flu. She is the mother. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, but, but it feels so nice there. And the performers test every week before they do the shows because they're unmasked yeah. and it's just like dude it it feels so safe if it it, it, yeah. it it makes me feel good that they are which is weirdly because even doing all that it is still technically a higher risk activity than me sitting in my home but weirdly yeah. being around other people who've taken the same measures weirdly almost makes me feel better than when I'm in my home. Cause it lets me know there are other people doing it. It makes me feel not alone, you know? And not to go full Marianne Williamson, whatever, but like there is a medicine. 
in <laughs> the company <laughs> of others. Sure. Do I, should we have been around people before we were vaccinated? No, but like there is something there that is giving you some version of health. I don't think, I think there's a health over here that's COVID and there's a health over here that's mental health. But like, I'm not surprised that it feels good to be amongst the people. Yeah. Yeah. It's and you deserve really... to be amongst the people without worry. But it's not even about deserve. With it. Yeah. That's what's frustrating is this shit is not about what we want or what we deserve it's about a reality and if you get covid there are there are like it's not majority but it's a very significant percentage chance way too high a chance to to get long covid and each time you get it again worse it it just you know and it's just like but there's also a there's only so much that that I can talk about this, and I think a lot of other people can talk about it without you know until I have something new to say or a new frame or something, I'd rather ask you what you think like can you characterize this year for yourself like does it does it feel cohesive in that way or do, can you identify cohesive mm-hmm. moments where you're like this was this that was that when you're looking yeah. back at what was Claire Favre's 2022 yeah i i mean i think that i <laughs> there's a word i'm trying not to say cuz it's so cliche just say it healing Okay, great. Love boo, it. Boo. <laughs> boo, presents, presents, presents. <laughs> Give me my fucking presents. But I feel like, I mean, everyone and their mom, except for billionaires, had a hard 2020, you know, COVID. Duh. And then I think for me, 2021 was like, I'm vaccinated, but I'm not okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, and like, I you know, without going into too much, just like really didn't know if I was going to be in, you know, the same place in the same job in the same relationship. Everything was like, and like, I felt like 2022 was like just being, I remember starting the year being like, I have no idea what I'm going to be the next one there. And I just finally, I feel like my feet are back under me. I'm like excited to plan for the future again, which I recognize is also a privilege. Like, uh, I just feel like, that feeling of depression that we were talking about, I had never felt that truly before. And when I was in it, it, and it almost ended everything good in my life, like not not that it was my fault or anything, but just like it set off a lot of bad stuff. And I didn't I didn't know how to deal with it. I had never felt that way before. Shout out to all my friends who had dealt with depression well before the pandemic and were well equipped or, and still had to deal with it. Uh, but like, I just like didn't have any good practices around it. And it really, I just feel like, like literally today I told my therapist, I was like, I think I don't need to see you on a regular basis anymore. I can just like call you as needed. Like I'm just feeling like really a million times, like, and I feel lucky that I'm like back to quote unquote me and me is my base level is very, I'm like, wake up in the morning. I'm fucking stoked. Like, and for me to have a year where I wasn't, was like really scary. And then I realized how good I had it that every morning, pretty much I wake up and I'm like, Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Damn. That really does sound amazing, dude. I was like, I didn't know how good I had it. That like my natural disposition that I got just by being born for the most part is hell. Yeah. This rocks. I love the grocery store. I love my friends. I love my neighborhood. (laughs) Damn, That really does sound beautiful. That's so great. I am. (laughs) I'm just like, Oh man, I want to keep again. I'm so lucky. I'm like, I want to keep performing. I want to keep this. I want to like start planning for my family. I want to, I am like life is bad, but it's also really great. And 
I'm I, like, honestly, like the vibe for me is like, I got, I heard the good news, but I'm just excited for 2023 because I'm like, I'm sure this is not the end of my mental health journey. That would be a twisted thing to say, but I feel really good about the toolbox that I have assembled over the past year for dealing with things that I was not doing a good job dealing with. And then the pandemic exposed all the ways that I was not dealing with stuff. Well, mm. and, and you're back to dealing with them. Well, I, I kind of even maybe dare to say I was never dealing with them well, but I was able to be so busy. <laughs> mm, okay. And it was so it's like, not like you going off your therapist is like lucky. You have things in place now that you're like, yes, doing okay. Yes, I think it's like a, part A. I feel lucky that I get that I'm back in my what feels like my mostly most days natural disposition. That feels like a gift. And then the other thing is, I genuinely had to create a support structure for myself that I really didn't have before. What did that and look like? Um, I mean, it's so hack, but exercise, journaling, meditation, therapy, um, I I think specifically like not, it's really tricky, but like, I think there's like a, it's really the serenity prayer of it all. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and truly I think all the things that I wanted to change were the things that I had no control over. And the things that I should have been changing were things that I was ignoring and pretending weren't a problem. It was a real, uh, yeah. And avoiding, I was avoiding difficult conversations in many different areas of my life. Um, it just, I mean, and like, I'm like, I know I have more to learn, but I think I'm like, I could, I just have so much more like, uh, faith in myself of like, if something gets hard, I believe that I can take care of it. And maybe I won't take care of it in the way that other people would wish for me to take care of it or on the timeline that other people would wish for me to take care of it on. But I know that I've dealt with hard stuff before and I can do I I had a lot of fear that I wasn't strong enough or good enough to stick up for myself um that other people would always I would always need other people to tell me what to do I'm being so vague and wow. I'm so sorry no it's okay <laughs> um yeah but that I mean it sounds like a sounds pretty nice do you yeah, rubbing it in? <laughs> did you did you you would have talked about this if you were on the New Year's episode last year, but do you make resolutions? So I am fucking obsessed with resolutions. Really? Love. I mean, I remember in high school getting together with friends and writing a million and like they were all toxic, like you know, lose weight. Sure, sure, sure. This was my first year with no resolutions. Whoa, okay. Yeah. What? Which... Well, let's go back to the end of 2021 and say what made you go no resolutions. I think it was definitely like, okay, well, I just picked my life back up from completely mm-hmm. falling apart. So, and that's, I mean, that's very dramatic, but it felt like, whoa, things really went nuts. So I'm just happy to be here. Um, That was part of it was like, let's just take it day by day. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other thing was like recognizing that a lot of my resolution sprees in the past were like perfectionist fantasies. (laughs) God, yes. Of like, I'm going to become the kind of person who wakes up with the sun, does yoga, journals, uh, like, ju- like, and like writes a, a sitcom, uh, <laughs> just like all these things that like, and like no, pl- no plan to do any of no, like, okay, it's going to start with setting an alarm. Like mm-hmm, it would mm-hmm. be like all these big, and like, I think. Sometimes, like, I sometimes I think I had okay plans, like, when I was like, oh, I'm gonna like apply to 50, send my send writing samples 
apply in some sense to 50 different opportunities of comedy, whether it's like submitting for a show or sending in headlines to the onion or whatever. Mm-hmm. So some, I think like focusing on like output rather than results was helpful. But a lot of my resolutions were really like, I want to turn into the kind of person who, yeah, you know, all the eats vegan, runs marathons, sure. all this shit. And so I th- think I am like, I think I could set a resolution for 2023. I think I I want to just do one, which scares me almost worse than none. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I would have like 20. I'd be like, these are my financial resolution. These are my personal life resolution. These are my Dude, career. Yes, yes. Sick. Not and, sick. But wait, what's your one? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I'm going to do a big reflection um that i did last year where i like talk about my favorite memories from the year the things that made me happy the things that were hard i if i find the prompt i will i will find the prompt and i if you want it i'll send it to you sure of course but it's like it's like a just like where does a, it like, come from some fucking influencer that i follow. okay <laughs> ah! from like some like body positive influencer that i follow okay. to be okay. clear um, only because there's kind of a big difference and I do sure, follow both sure, kinds. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Toxic I follow some and body positive. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh but it Beach was emoji I thought it was... and cake emoji. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I just really enjoyed I enjoyed like looking back on the year. And I think I'm gonna start with that and then maybe do some like ugh, so but like, what do I want to create for myself in 2023? No, Journaling. I, dude, th- that's the thing is, I mean, I I share your allergy to cliches. But mm. when it comes to like life, it's like brushing your teeth isn't a cliche. That's just something that's true. You know, yes. that's just something you have to do. So like. So, like, what do I want to create for myself? Like, yes, there are bullshittier and less bullshitty ways to inflect that. But mm-hmm. it's also still just like, yeah, people need yeah. healing. Like, the word trauma is overused. And yet people have trauma. You know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. I like that. I like, but but here's the thing that I'm not, I'm not. I want to give input into your one resolution plan. Yes. And I'm not even going to ask for permission because I think that knowing the number of resolutions you want to have before you even have the specific <laughs> idea, that seems like you're getting back into bad territory. Right. You know what I mean? This is true. It's kind of like a, it's, it's something that I, the body positive people talk about is like when you beat yourself up for not being body positive enough, you've just like Oof. found a new yeah. stick to beat yourself up with. Like before you used to beat yourself up for not being thin and now it's like, why haven't I become perfectly body positive already? Like right. my rigidity around just one resolution is kind of like a new rigidity which is like a freaking story of my life. Like I deleted the sure. calorie tracker app and I found a new thing to be crazy about. Uh, amazing. <laughs> but I think I want to commit. Okay. I, I think, I think I'm going to literally tell you all of these resolutions that I Go. had from 2022. Yes, yes. Okay. These are the ones that I literally, the, the first couple I maybe did once I maybe did a handful of times, but literally practically none of them did I do. Okay. 10. There's 10 of them. I had an even. Wow. One, write 20 minutes a day. Two, walk four hours every week. Three, add 50 average weekly listeners to this is your afterlife every month. And to pause that means that that was a fucked up metric for me to pick because adding average weekly listeners is still, I, I have to, the average is for the whole show. So that means that I don't have 50 more average 
this year than I did two years ago. It means the average for every day from including two years ago has to go up. So that was insane. Four, add 10 patrons on Patreon every month. Literally added one. Every month. Literally added one the whole year. And and it not not due to my uh to 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 my efforts at all. Literally was a guest. Number five, add twenty subscribers to Hella Immaculate every month. Not the newsletter isn't even called that anymore. Six, <laughs> fill fill my Sunday and Thursday workshops eight people each by April. Neither exist anymore. Number seven. Move forward in one-man shows. Complete Dave Markoma show film. Mount a run of literally the afterlife. Start work on Sidewalk Show, which was the tentative show number three. Uh, no, wait, wait, that was all one. That was all one. No, that's that's a trick. That's a oh, lot of things. Okay, fair, fair, fair. But that was that was a no to the film. A have given up on the show to literally the afterlife, and no to the start work on the third show. Number eight, I already talked about, perform 60 times. Number nine, when I notice myself splitting attention, redirect my focus on one thing. So this is more of like a mindset mantra. It's a good thing, Mm. impossible to, I I mean, maybe I did that. But honestly, I probably have done that less than 10 times all year. Number 10, do one new thing, creative project, hobby, event, etc. every month. I don't think, but that's, that's not that bad. One new thing is just like, go to a thing or like try a thing or something. Celtic thing. Yeah. That was one month. And so I think I'm going to commit. I mean, I'm not thinking I am saying I need to start writing down and remembering the things that I'm committing to on this podcast, because you can probably tell me better than I can. I think a few weeks ago, I said that I was not going to apologize for anything on the show anymore. Right. <laughs> I remember when you said you were not going to have advertisers. That's right. Wonder- That's right. No advertisers. Right. You were like, I'm scared. I've been scared to say it for a little bit. Mm. And now I'm saying it again. That's right. That's right. No ads, <laughs> which is also like a thing of like, um, mm. it's like a kid. uh like hitting a baseball in a field being like, I am not going to go to the major leagues. And everyone's like, (laughs) you're 12 years old. What is happening? You know, but, um, but so yeah. Okay. So no ads. Okay. I'm glad I said I didn't want to apologize. Cause I I don't know how I'm glad I didn't say I was going to stop apologizing. Cause that would be a hard one to to cut cold Turkey. The apologizing might've been a link to the ads. Like you mm. might have said, like, I, I'd have to go back, but you might have said something also, along the lines of like, I'm going to stop apologizing for the way that this podcast is, which is that it's not going to have ads. Mm, I think that it doesn't went- sound like you. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like sometimes in intros, as rambly as they sound, sometimes I still make edits in the intros because I'm just like, dude, you went too far down a rabbit hole with this <laughs> thing. Um, or I'll. I'll start riffing before I've even completed the like name of the podcast. And I'm like, what, let's start over. What are you doing right now? Like no one, <laughs> this is difficult. You're making this hard on yourself. But I will say anyway, I will, I will genuinely commit to, to you as a friend, if nothing else, I am not going to set any resolutions for 2023. I feel like hey. it's a sign that you said that about this year and i've also been the first one i had for 2022 about writing 20 minutes there have been significant chunks of time this year when i've written Mm -hmm. in the morning which is really nice i'm not in one right now but one of the things that i realized during one of those sessions was that like i associate having goals with ambition Mm -hmm. and i'm terrified that by saying i have had, if I have no resolutions this next year, I won't do anything, which is already, we know bogus because I just listed 10 things that were, that were resolutions that I did not do. (laughs) 
So it's like, there's no difference. The difference is mostly in, are you going to beat yourself up or not? I was going to say that, I mean, as always, I'm viewing everything through the lens of diet culture, which did take yes. over my life for a while. Love it. But you hanging up those resolutions in front of, I don't know, is it on a wall? or It is. It is. Yeah. To me, it feels like the equivalent of buying a dress in a size too small and hanging it somewhere you can see, which is something that many Ooh. teen magazines would tell you to do is like put like this to quote unquote motivate you. But all it ever did was make me feel like shit. It seems like it's just there to be mean to you. But it's like also like not saying that like I'm like that's all we've ever been told our whole lives is that's how you motivate yourself is like – by snapping a rubber band on your wrist. Right. Oh my God. Like I'm sure I've told you this story before, yeah. but the the guy who went to a Christian college who every time he had a lustful thought would okay. shake his head. <sighs> that that is an image that haunts me uh, as a <sighs> as a metaphor for much many more things. But I'm actually going to Take this list of resolutions right now. I'm gonna Hell yeah. I'm gonna burn try to it, burn it. <laughs> I'm gonna try to make the sound. Okay, I'm not gonna worry about the oh I oh. took some oh, sticky the wall tape came off, off my off wall. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Have to repaint that. Um <laughs> just looked over here very disapprovingly. Um <laughs> I hope. <laughs> <laughs> but but okay well that 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 interrupted my momentum a little bit <laughs> okay but i am literally going to maybe i'll need quiet this is the this is the list okay and now and i'm going to rip it up okay there 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 it's done I nope. hope Zoom got that because I didn't hear a damn sound. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, my God. But, it, was, it was like crazy. It was like you were on mute while you ripped it. I was like, what? That is horrible. Maybe it did. That is so funny. I bet it did do it some. Little canceling well, well, thing. Well, honestly, that <laughs> that's perfect, too, man. We don't even have record of the sound happening. Even the sound has been shredded. But I can say that I saw it with my damn eyes. Okay, there we go. The no new resolutions will grace this wall in 2023. But the thing I was going to say about goals is, is when I was journaling, I realized that all the goals I've set for myself are basically things that I didn't do. Things that mm. I preemptively like looked at or at the very best like when i was a little improv kid i was like i'm gonna be on improvised shakespeare never did it you know what i mean totally fine goal if i really committed myself to it i could have but like i never did it one the one year that i was like i'm gonna get on uh uh just for laughs audition i did it and nothing came of it. It did not right. matter, you know. But the things that have come are things that I just like had hunches about and pursued. Mm. You know, like getting on This American Life is like uh, a, a thing I'm proud of. And I just had a hunch one time and asked Gary Richardson if he knew anyone there. And he put mm. me in touch with someone. And then nine months later, wow. it aired, you know? And like, and same with like Edinburgh. I like didn't always know I wanted to go to Edinburgh, but I started to have the idea and just like looked and put it together. And so I'm like, I think my whole idea about how goals work is wrong. Right. And like, it's... It I could be overly reading into it, but it's like, it feels like, like when you kind of make it something that you beat yourself up with, it makes it less fun. But like the mm. kind of sparks that occur to you in a moment are like fun and interesting and not homework. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like you pursue them with much more joy and like intensity. Like, 
you definitely know how to go after stuff really hard. Like that is clear. Like you're like, I can't even do this one thing over here, but I went to freaking Edinburgh. <laughs> like, right. So like you, it's not like, oh, Dave never has ever pursued anything with intensity. You definitely have. Yeah. It's just realizing that you don't need to have goals in the very specific um <laughs> disciplinary way that yeah. I have had them to have experiences to uh, th- this is the kind of thing that if you said that to someone, they'd be like, yeah, obviously, but that's but how so fucked hard. up my brain is. Yeah, no, I know. It's like, that is, that's been my struggle is realizing you don't need to plan everything out and that you can trust that things that are meant for you will come. And that is honestly the thing that I would like to get better at is not making something, you you know, hearing Colt Cabana talk about like putting, Mm. doing his podcast and that he's like, Hey, if you believe in the product, you you just like, just keep making it and good things will come. Or like Angel Bot Dawid talking about like taking care of the music and, and everything else will take care of itself and genuinely not believing those people when I hear them you know, mm-hmm. and I would actually just like to act as if I believe those people, but I would not like to do that to the point of making it a goal to do that. I just mm. hope that it occurs it, to me to remember that. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> excited to see 2023, no resolutions, just vibing. No resolutions, to the vibes, just boys. Dave. I, but dude, so here's the thing to bring it back to solstice and maybe this can wrap us up. I still, okay. So solstice is about like the darkness, right? And one thing you said is about like, so how do we bring light to each other? And I think that's totally real, but at the same time, I think I have an unhealthy craving for light where, where light is distraction or anything to relieve from Mm -hmm. everything that darkness represents. So I think about like, okay, it's a period of darkness and I'm like, okay. So um, I guess my way of being in darkness is I'm going to like kind of, check the walls for cracks where light might come in or see if there's anything (laughs) in here that might like spark against each other, that there can be some sparks like to tell myself that right now in a depression, I need to just like, like try to get up at the same time every morning. And maybe that's late, you know, I've any, anyway, I'm, I'm starting to like, do tangents on tangents, but <laughs> I, 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 the thing that I struggle with is God, I'm just like having like an existential moment. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Temporarily. <laughs> I like forgot what I was going to say. Then I'm like seeing myself at my desk like hearing my own voice. This is like I'm getting very like tripped out. But <laughs> so I was talking about not forcing those like sparks. And I think the thing that I struggle with is just genuinely being in darkness. And so not like being like, ooh, okay, 2023's going to be my year of no resolutions. That means a lot of good ideas are going to come to me and trying to force those ideas to come to me. Like there's still, my brain can still be too fucking thirsty, you know, and like, and, and, and push and push at things and, and fucking try to squeeze blood from a rock, you know, and I need to, I, I what I would really love to do is just find some night tree esque things, whether it's reading the night tree or going <laughs> or reading my own version of a book and just like being able to 
just like be setting a timer for five minutes and being quiet in the dark, you know? <laughs> it can be done. It's hard as hell. <laughs> Maybe start with 60 seconds. <laughs> That is the show. Thanks to Claire for recording this with me. Thank you to all the Patreon folks who help make this kind of stuff possible. And thanks to you for listening. Until next year, remember, you are a mist. Thing that seems impossible, you can do miracles. Miracles, you can do them. Have faith, you're human.